Hello and welcome back to the final episode of uh, Podcast Interference for the 2023 season. Um, we'll be looking over the uh, the highlights of the, the final week, the championship week, see who, who was the differential makers there and then we'll have a little bit of a look at the season as a whole since we've kind of come to the end of the fantasy season. Obviously we're heading into playoffs now which is exciting for some people uh, <laughs> not not so much for others uh, especially if you're a Vikings and a Broncos fan but uh, you know, higher, higher <laughs> draft picks higher draft picks um, but yes season's over Jack how how do you think 2023 was uh, yeah I mean for fantasy purposes my season was pretty shocking um, <laughs> um, no no championships uh, not even in, in any championships um, never mind winning any unfortunately uh, but luckily, I'm a massive American football fan anyway, so I do enjoy the playoffs, even though the fantasy season is over. But it's been a hell of a season. Lots of injuries, lots of ridiculous performances, lots of really bad performances, which we will discuss now. Yeah, I guess there's there's been a lot of surprises. Um, it's the first first year I've not won a single championship in anything that I've been in, which uh, it's, it's a strange yeah. feeling. It's never You've got to work that in every week, um, haven't you? I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I've got to remember the good old days, I guess. I'm one of those now. I'm one of those retirees yeah. who just back on their glorious career until now. But, yeah, it's been a weird one, but it's like you say, I think there's been some huge surprises. Um, there's there's definitely been some massive players popping, well, some players that we didn't see coming from anywhere just popping yeah. off. Uh, and then there's been guys who you kind of look at as your, your old steadies who have just not really just dropped off. too much. So, That's it. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the top ten from uh, from week seventeen first, and and kicking us off is someone who is one of those standout players from this year, I think, uh, undoubtedly, and that's CD Lamb, who Oof. comes in at the top of the list. Uh, Forty two points for him in Championship week. He had a a rushing attempt for five yards. Uh, he had thirteen catches on seventeen targets for two hundred twenty seven yards and a touchdown. So we don't need to talk about him too much. He was that good. But Jack, your assessment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, I think we'll both discuss him on our standout players of the season as well. You know, he finishes the wide receiver one, first in receptions, first in total yards, I think, um, and first in total touchdowns as well at that position. Just an unbelievable season. Um, and you've got to say he's probably, just with some downplay from others, he's, you've got to say he's top three, arguably top two receivers now after this season, until proven otherwise. Yeah, well, <clears throat> exactly, and I, th- I think it's he's always had the potential to do it, but he's had a couple of lackluster seasons, and and you know he's you know hiding behind Amari Cooper back when he was over at the, the mm-hmm. Lions, but now that's kind of this. that that's changed. He's he's suddenly become, you know, pretty standout really, and you can't fault <laughs> you can't fault anyone who picked him this year because no. yeah he was the best asset you could possibly have had. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about his season performance later. I guess number two. On week 17, we've got Devontae Adams, who, uh, another guy we've seen a couple of times, but maybe not as often as we'd wanted to, but he's got 39 fantasy points this week on 13 catches, 21, uh, ooh, 21, 21 targets. targets, that's insanity, Good Lord. Uh, 126 yards and two touchdowns for, for Adams in the loss. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been very up and down all season. Adams luckily went off championship week, so if you did pick him, great stuff. I think he is probably one of those players that's slowly in decline now. Uh, obviously, we'll see what happens to him next year. Um, still super talented, but he is obviously he's be thirty two going into next season. So, how many big performances does he have left? I think is probably the question. Yeah, and it's a good question to ask, especially going into next year. Um... Lamar Jackson next, who comes in with the top QB performance with 37 points. 
not too dynamic on the ground for Lamar. Just the six rushing attempts for 35 yards. Uh, but in the air, very prolific. Uh, 18 Oof. completions, 21 attempts, 321 yards. But it's the five touchdowns that really bumped his pointage up. Yeah, I mean, this game obviously secured uh, Lamar's MVP, in my opinion, anyway. I know Dak in some areas has better stats, but um, Lamar and the Ravens have just carved up anyone. Putting 50-odd points on a also playoff-bound Dolphins team was a, was a crazy performance. And with that performance, he also ties Tom Brady for the most perfect games with a perfect passer rating with four. So just crazy from Lamar. Yeah, he's, well... He's he's been a great QB to have on your team this season, absolutely. And I think you know he's kind of slid a little bit in people's estimations. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at, I agree with that. If you look at the past couple of years, um, I think positionally he was he was not even in the top twelve for the past couple of years, um, and now you look at him just kind of running back up that hill and, and becoming a huge fancy asset. So yeah, if you played Lamar Jackson in your championship, you you would have come out feeling pretty happy about it, I imagine. <laughs> um, Next up, then uh, we go back to we go back to wide receiver. Um, of course, DJ Moore is next at number four, thirty-two points, uh, nine receptions on thirteen targets, one hundred and fifty-nine yards, and a touchdown there for DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I'm sure you'd agree, a player that I think's outperformed my estimations. Um, looking back, I I didn't have him in my top twelve when we did our projections for the season. Um, him and Justin Fields just seem to have a really good chemistry and a good relationship. Um, if they're both there next year, obviously that's the big question in Chicago. What will they do with that number one overall pick? Uh, but yeah, DJ Moore's been fantastic, even with a quarterback who's been very inconsistent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, our first running back, a name Ooh. that I did not expect to read. Isaiah Pacheco comes in uh, with 31 points. Uh, he had 18 rushing attempts for 130 yards, so very good ground game there. Seven catches on seven targets for 35 yards and a receiving touchdown. So, uh, yeah, pretty damn good from Pacheco. Yeah, I think if you if you played Pacheco in your championship week, you, you're definitely feeling good. He's been a bit up and down all season, finished as the RB15. Um, obviously, the Chiefs have been up and down in general. Uh, so if you gambled on Pacheco this week, especially given that he was the RB thirty six the week before, then yeah, fair play. You probably you probably won your matchup. I would have thought. Yeah, and another running back and another name that is not one that we would have even considered discussing <laughs> at the start of the season. Kyron Williams, thirty points for him. Oh, uh, that's uh, twenty rushing attempts for eighty-seven yards and three touchdowns on the ground, and he caught two, two of two uh, for fourteen yards as well in the receiving game. So, yeah, he he's been a bit of a revelation this season, Kyron Williams. I think. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you look at what so he missed three, four. So he he missed five games and still over eleven hundred yards rushing, with twelve rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. Finished as the RB seven, um, yeah. I mean, you had the gap in the middle with injury, but he's apart from that, he's been pretty much a top six running back every single week. So if you picked Williams up in those later rounds, you were you were probably absolutely laughing. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, we got another QB uh, in Jordan Love uh, at twenty eight points against Minnesota. Um, <laughs> he had two rushing attempts for two yards and a touchdown. He also had 24 completions on 33 attempts for 256 yards in the air with three touchdowns to boot there. So, um, yeah, 28 points. Pretty pretty good old overall performance for Jordan Love, who's been 
admittedly another player who's been very surprisingly good this year. Yeah, I mean, you look at his performance, what you see, he finishes the QB5, um, finished second only behind Dak Prescott in passing touchdowns with 32. Um, he, he started the season hot and then he had three or four games of, of absolutely nothing. But since then, he's been on a bit of a tear recently. Multiple touchdown games in almost every week. Um, have the Packers found a franchise quarterback yet again? Um, I, I think it's looking pretty good, I must say. Yeah, absolutely. Based on this season, he's been he's far outperformed my expectations and mine. I, I wasn't expecting him to be all that good, to be honest. In fact, I'd kind of half written them off. I yeah. felt I thought he'd be helped by his wide receivers. I thought that might kind of give him a bit of a boost. But to be fair, he's 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 done well on his own. Um, yeah, huge surprise for me. Um, Travis Etienne next, then twenty eight points for him. Uh, Sixteen rushing attempts for one hundred and two yards and two touchdowns. And two of two for sixteen yards in the air as well, so uh, so yeah, number number eight on the week is is Etienne. Yeah, great performance from Etienne. Uh, get the RB three on the year, so he has had a good overall season. Uh, the weeks before the championship, he was absolutely dreadful, um, but then just absolutely went off against Carolina in week seventeen. He's an interesting player, Etienne, because the, the Jaguars in general, obviously, as I'm sure we'll talk about, they've, have disappointed this season. Uh, starting eight and three, and then sort of blowing the playoffs. Uh, but Etienne's been pretty consistent all year, even though he's under four yards a carry. Um, I would imagine a similar showing from him next year. But yeah, good performance. Very good. And just uh, nipping in after him is Brees Hall on twenty eight points there as well. Is. Uh, Thirteen rushing attempts for eighty four yards, but it was obviously uh, in the passing game where he got a bit more involved with nine catches on nine targets for forty two yards and a touchdown. Yeah, Brees has been phenomenal. Um, yeah, RB2 on the year in a just dire um, circumstance with the Jets' offence. Um, he's done very, very well. Uh, obviously, the bulk of his work, I mean, I think it's, what is it, 70, 76 catches on the year, which is just unbelievable on uh, 95 targets. So just absolutely killing it in the passing game, and that's with four different starting quarterbacks so yeah fantastic stuff from the 22 year old and as we were discussing before we recorded coming off the injury as well uh if you did pick him you've got to like what you see absolutely um we'll talk about him a little more later i guess rounding us out then end of the top 10 for the uh, last week of the season is james connor coming in with uh, 27 points uh, he rushed 26 times for 128 yards and a touchdown and he also caught one catch uh, for five yards and another touchdown. Yeah, um, the spectacular catch it was as well. Um, Connor, similar to Karen Williams, he had five games in the middle of the season out injured. He still managed to get over a thousand yards um, on a pretty poor uh, Cardinals team. Um, he's been he's been fairly consistent. I thought. I think if you picked Connor up, you, you're probably pretty happy with his performance all year. Um, yeah, I think he's been I think he's been pretty good on a bad team. Absolutely. Very good. So that's our, our top 10. I think if you had any of those guys, you'd be very happy. But especially with the likes of, you know, your Isaiah Pacheco's and your Karen Williams, who are going to be sitting probably in your RB2 flex spots. Um, yeah, you'd be very, very happy with those performances. Um, so I guess that's week 17. Congratulations if you did win your championship. I'm not at all jealous. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I guess we'll we'll just have a bit of a reflect on 2023 uh, as, as a whole and I think just probably to kick us off, the, the number one player, I think, I don't know if anyone can argue it so much, is is the number one uh, overall anyway, statistically, in C.D. Lamb. I just think, for Whoa. me, wow. he's obviously going in the first round. 
for most people, uh, maybe mm-hmm. the start of the second at latest. But he he's just he's just been phenomenal this year. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you you look at the look at the numbers. Um, he's had he's had seven games with at least eleven catches, which is just absolutely insane. Um, he's been a PPR machine. He's found the end zone three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the last ten weeks, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Actually, sorry, ten out of ten uh, of the last ten weeks because he got a rushing touchdown. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, partly elevated as well with Dak Prescott's play. Uh, Prescott's been phenomenal this season, and, yeah. and CD has reaped those rewards. Um, I think obviously Dak's in line to get a big extension next year, and if he's anything like the player he was last year, I think CD's probably the number two or three receiver off the board. I would imagine. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I think obviously looking at so so the number one and two receivers going into this year, I think undisputedly we're probably looking at. Jamar Chase and, and Justin Jefferson, with Justin Jefferson in many cases been taken number one overall. The fact that that man has got a thousand yard season and he's yeah, been away in seven games or whatever it is, yeah, is, is it's just ridiculous. Is pretty insane. Yeah. So I think you can't count him out of the conversation. No, no. Still, he's in, too good. Injury does that. Chase, I think, Chase. slightly different story, but. I mean, I'd take Lamb over Chase at this point. I think. I think I would as well. I'd lean. You know, Chase still finished in the top twelve with with obviously no Joe Burrow, so you could still make a case for him. I think, but I think just because of the consistency and the fact that Prescott obviously hasn't been injured, I think yeah, I think I'd probably have Lamb at two as well. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, so looking at looking at the past few years for CD Lamb, then obviously entering the year in twenty twenty, he was twenty two overall, nineteen overall in twenty twenty one. Then he had a massive jump last year to fifth overall. But even being fifth overall, he scored three hundred one point six points according to our specific league scoring this year. Four hundred three point two. So he's had an improvement of of an entire thirty three percent. That's a 33% improvement since last year. And and he's only moved up by four places in positional rankings. So it's it's not just the fact that he's... I suppose if, what I'm trying to say is if you're looking at positional rankings, moving up four places doesn't feel like a huge deal. Yeah. But when you look at it and say, oh, this yeah. guy has got 102 in... points more. More, yeah. It's that's, a huge... That's massive. You know, some players don't score 100 points all season. So the fact that he's sitting there is is fantastic. And... It's great to see. I mean, his, his receptions went up by, by 30. His targets <laughs> went up by th- just shy of 30. Uh, so he's got more efficient. Um, but yeah, yards per carry as well, 12.96, which is uh, second highest of his career. So he, he's just done a great job. He's, he's been a fantastic player to watch. And Cowboys have a really good wide receiver there. Yes, they do. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking to target him heavily next year. Cool. So I guess moving on to number two, we can go. We can go points, or we can just go as far as we feel. Like I know you've had, a, you've got a bit of a list of, of players that you feel, uh, you know, were kind of standouts this year. So um, do we want to? Let's let's move over to you, Jack. You pull out. You pull out the next guy to talk about. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we could just we could just do it by points, but I think there's there's there is some weird situations where. Um, players I've scored points, but you might be still a little disappointed with them. For example, I've just more picked players who, especially based on the position you probably drafted them, have have, have been fantastic for performance. Um, so, for example, if, if we're sticking with receiver receivers for now, we can't not talk about Puka Nakua. I, no, I don't can. think we like can. it just. So he's finished as the wide receiver four on the year uh, in full point PPR, one hundred and five receptions. 
1486 receiving yards, uh, six receiving touchdowns. He's smashed all the rookie records. And obviously, as everyone will be aware, if you did draft him in most formats, you'll have picked him up, certainly redraft formats, sorry, you'll have picked him up fairly late. So if you got Nakua, I would back you probably did quite well. Yeah, because he's filling a place that, that no one's really considered. I mean, I'm just looking at our, our kind of league history, and obviously we're talking dynasty here, but he was picked up uh, by by Alex with the yeah. <laughs> with pick 509. So so he went in the fifth round of the rookie draft. Like, he was... He, there's only ten of us in our dynasty. He was only one, one pick away from being an undrafted free agent in our league, which is just insanity. Crazy. To say that he... You know, you look at Cup... Cup was a top, uh, you know, top wide receiver. He was going in the first round mm-hmm. without fail. Nakua has done what Cup should have done, essentially. He's replaced him, yes. in my eyes, um, well and truly. And for this for this from a rookie that was kind of just going below the radar in most places, it's just insane. And I think this is the problem with fantasy to an extent, is I think people look at Cooper Cup. He was playing with Robert Woods a couple of years ago. Woods wasn't really doing very much. Cup was mm-hmm. getting all the work. I think everyone just sort of thinks, oh, well, Cup is just the target hog in that offense. And and that's that's kind of changed, really, in that, you know, we've got a player coming in to a yeah. prolific pass offense. Yes, but he's Stafford's also, been phenomenal, yeah. He's also taking a lot of those targets away from Cup now, which is something that I don't think anyone anticipated. But in hindsight, it's kind of, it's kind of obvious. If Cup goes down with an injury, who do those targets go to? Stafford is going to have a favourite target. It's just the way he plays. Yes, um, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, couldn't agree more with those points. It will be interesting to see what happens in terms of draft position next year, specifically with those two players, because obviously Cup is is still certainly talented, but Nakua is a rookie. Um, obviously, doesn't hasn't missed any time to injury, which obviously has Cup always been Cup's struggle. It will be interesting to see where they go next year. Absolutely. Um, very good. Shall we talk about another another wide receiver? We'll we'll do top three, shall we? Wide Go receiver on. wise, and, and I mean it is we're going off data again, points and statistics here. But Tyreek Hill's just had a fantastic season, and I don't think, I don't think he can not discuss him. The I think the issue we have with Tyreek Hill is, as far as fantasy players are concerned, he probably got you to the playoffs, but I don't know if he got you through them. And I no, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the difference. It's obviously week fifteen. He, he's he's not playing. So that's a huge loss to any Anyone, you know, teams yeah. that didn't get the, the, the first round by. That's probably really shafted you because uh, yeah. he just puts up so many points. Week 16, 18 yeah. points is, well, is good. 25. But then week 17, 13.6 yeah. points from Tyreek Hill. Pretty disappointing. That's one of the worst scores he's had all season. So he's a strange one for me because I feel like, you know, overall on the season, he's been a phenomenal player. Yeah. For, for playoffs, he's he's probably not he's somebody that you, you were, were too happy with. Uh, yeah, hundred percent agree. I think he did have he did have sort of a four game stretch, no touchdowns. Like you said, he then missed a game, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, five or six weeks ago, there was a lot of talk, obviously, of him beating the uh, the wide receiver receiving yards record. That didn't unfortunately come to pass. Um, I think partly it's been hampered a little bit by um, Tua's play as well. Tua's not been very good these past four weeks. And the Dolphins in general have uh, have struggled, but yeah, he's he's just such an electric player. Um, again, it's interesting to see where he would rank next year because I think I'd probably 
I think I'd, like, C.D. Lamb we talked about, I think I'd probably take Lamb ahead of him. I think I'd probably take Chase ahead of him, which sounds weird given the season he's had. Uh, but there's just something about that Dolphins offense, which I, I don't trust week in, week out, should I say, even though Hill is is obviously an amazing talent. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, I don't know where I would take him. I think he's probably in my top five, that's for sure. Yes, but 100%. You know, it's, like you say, he's getting older as well. And I know we shouldn't really speak about that necessarily at his age you know he's not quite hit 30 yet but Mm -hmm. he will be hitting 30 and he will start to slow down a lot of his ability and a lot of his talent yeah all that speed in in speeding away after the catch and and as soon as he starts to lose that ability he's irrelevant he he you know you're looking at Jalen Waddle I guess taking over at that point which you know is something that I'm looking forward to seeing because I think it will happen um but yeah Tyreek Hill great player uh, he's been phenomenal this season, but just a shame that he kind of stumbled a little bit at the end. When you needed him the most. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, who's who should we go for next? Yeah, I think if we, I mean, I'll, I will. I'll mention one more wide receiver. We've been talking about him all year, but I can't not talk about Mike Evans, of course. Yes. Of course, um, yeah. I just think uh, again, he's not. He's not been great, especially in Championship Weekend. Um, but to finish as the wide receiver seven on the year, uh, most analysts didn't have him projected in the top 12. Um, but to finish 79 catches to over 1,200 yards again for the ninth straight year, 13 receiving touchdowns uh, tied with Tyree Kill for the league lead. You, you can't say much more. Um, Baker Mayfield's obviously helped with that. He's been phenomenal. Uh, but Mike Evans at this point, even at age 30, is, is almost inevitable, I think. Yeah, he's... He's that type of player. Well, it's, it's like you were saying as well, like just before we started drafting, he was a target for you because of where he was slipping to. Yes, that fifth, league. sixth round. And I think you'd got him, didn't you, in a few leagues. So, yeah. you know, he is... Yeah, he's, he's just been brilliant. And, and it has been it has been quite interesting to watch that Buccaneers offense, especially with Baker Mayfield kind of under yeah. the helm now. And how he is just... It's like you said, he's quarterback-proof. He just is always good. Um and yeah, I think I don't know what will happen to him next year because I, I, he he might no. stay sort of around the sort of fifth, sixth round. I think people are anticipating a drop off now, aren't they? It's, it's yes. That, I guess you're gambling on him remaining as relevant as he has been. I think a lot of people thought this year would be the year that he fell off, and he hasn't. I guess that just means that next year the chances are higher for that to happen, but. I mean, when you're gambling with a fifth-round pick... Yeah, you don't. You, yeah. you don't mind as much, do you? Exactly. And I think the good thing in Evans' case is he's obviously, hence the nine straight thousand-yard seasons, he's obviously a bit of an iron man. He rarely misses any time at all. So if you are to take a shot on him and it comes off, it's yeah, it's going to come off like it has this year. Absolutely. Um, very good. Okie dokie. Should we move on to a, a different position or are there any... Yeah, let's... Um, I guess... Go on, go on. Quickly, just before we go, Alan yeah, Rasson Brown, I think, is the last yes. person to really call out. Someone who's just, he's almost been quiet. Yeah, like, despite uh, the 1,500 yards and yeah. over. <laughs> you know, I think it's like, we, we talk yeah. about him, but I don't, I think he's almost just been quietly very good. Um, his performance, he's had some really good performances, absolutely, but he's just been so consistent. I don't believe, oh, there's one week he dropped below 10 points, um, which, you know, is crazy. And then... Only one. Good one lord, yeah, that's look. crazy. Yeah, and then he had one 12, 13 point performance. He had a 14 point. Everything else is above 15 points across the season, aside from one game he missed, which, yeah, is, is just 
utterly incredible. And to to boot, he really did play. He did pop off during the uh, the playoffs. Yes, 20, he did. 25, 29, 22. Like, yeah, what a player. And and I don't think he was necessarily going in the first round either. He was definitely no. a sort of strong second, early third round early pick third for pick. people. So another guy who's really massively helped whoever drafted him. Uh, yeah, 100%. I think he's been... And again, I mean, this, we've been talking about so many of them, but there's so many good wide receivers. Like, we were talking about top fives then, but Amon Ra obviously finished with... He was only one of three players to get over 1,500 yards, 100 catches and 10 touchdowns. He's, he's, you know, three years to start his career and he's already over 300 receptions. That's insane. Which is just crazy. 164 targets this year. Um, like, he, yeah, he's an amazing talent. Um, and it'll be, yeah, it's like you can't really... When we're talking about that top five, six wide receivers, it's so close between all of them. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very good. Okie dokie. Um... Shall we talk about Titans? Because it's been an interesting year for Titans. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up, like, it's weird to say, but I was going to bring up Travis Kelsey, obviously, as a, I mean, again, it is a disappointment at the end of the day. I, I think you would probably agree. Absolutely. Which, is, which, like, you know, he's, for a tight end, it's a good season. He's had 980 yards, 90, 90 receptions. Um, but to finish as the tight end, three in the end, behind Laporta and Evan Ingram. Um, is yeah. If if you did pick Kelsey in those early stages, you, you're definitely disappointed, unfortunately. So this is his worst season since uh, 2015. Yeah, which, that's so you know, crazy. So so he's you know he's <laughs> it's a massive kind of regression. Really, he's been the top tight end since 2026. Aside from 2021, where he was number two, I think that was behind Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, correct. Um, sorry, 2021. Um, yeah, it's just been. It's just not been the same. He's just not. He's not had the same amount of targets. He's been. He's thirty-one targets behind last year. Um, mm. He's twenty receptions behind last year. He's four hundred yards behind last year, and he's uh, he's also seven touchdowns behind. Yeah. Last year. So, <laughs> it's just a you know, disaster. It's, it's just not been as good. But the Chiefs, I don't think, have been either. Um, you know. No, the the two the two certainly go hand in hand. Obviously, Mahomes we'll talk about as well as not being very good. Um, I really thought, especially with, I think we both thought, especially with the lack of receiving options that Kelsey was on for a monster year, but it's just not materialized. Yeah, and it's a shame. I mean, he's he's not. This is the first time since uh, since twenty sixteen that he's not hit a thousand yards in a season yes. as well. I mean, granted, he only missed it by sixteen, but you know, as as the cheat code of the NFL uh, fantasy, uh, yeah, literally, you, know, you expect Kelsey to to be doing something exceptional. You expect him to be about hundred points ahead of every other tight end, closest yeah. tight end, and here he is. You know, kind of in and amongst it with you know a point better than TJ Hawkinson few points worse than Evan Engram who that's crazy I have to say you know I've always been an Evan Engram truther I'm yeah, glad that good, he good. proved me right this year because he has done Evan Engram had 114 catches yeah, that's mental crazy. <laughs> um, and then obviously Sam Laporta is someone we need to delve yeah. into but there's only one tight end with over a thousand yards this season that's Kittle so yeah yeah it's been it's been strange I think if you I think that's why I've not done as well to be honest is because yeah you usually I, do go Kelsey I, I, don't I usually you? go Kelsey and, you know, I try and get Engram, but I've not managed to get Engram in any leagues this year either. So my two go-to guys at the tight end spot, who generally are better than expected, they've they've not done as well. And I think I think it's because I was relying on Kelsey. I, I, I paid that price. But you've also got Mark Andrews as well, who's nowhere to be seen. 
no uh, in yeah. the conversation so you know if if you are someone who i think looking at my leagues i was analyzing it the other day i picked either mark andrews or kelsey in every league i played in interesting and that's that has that is, massively screwed you. me over this year because yeah i i like the tight end cheat code aspect of it i think if you can land on a good tight end and they're healthy it is a huge differential differential position because I'm quite good at finding alternatives on the waiver wire. It's not often you do that with a tight end. Sam Laporta obviously has changed changed that uh, this year because I think he has come out of nowhere really. But uh, but yeah, it's been an interesting one for tight ends, absolutely. And Kelsey's been a huge huge. Will you go back to that strat? Will you go back to that strategy next year? I think once bitten twice shy for me to be honest. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I think no. I, I think it'd I'm be tough be, too. I think when you've got Travis Kelsey in his prime available yeah. on the board, it's mm-hmm. very hard to deny him. Um, but totally he's agree. not in his prime anymore. I think my my days of loving that man uh, as a fantasy asset are probably behind me now. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to... If I can get him, I will, but I'm not going to be spending anything higher than a late second on him at this point. Uh, yeah, got, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It would be very tough after this year. Um especially with Kelsey a year older, it'd be very tough to go back to him that early. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about let's talk about running back then. So, I mean, we've got... We've already touched on a few. Uh, we'll talk about him briefly, uh, but obviously everyone knows he's brilliant. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. points ahead <laughs> of number two as well. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, 391 points, uh, beating out Brees Hall by 100 points in RB2 uh, over... Like over two thousand scrimmage yards, of course, twenty one touchdowns, fourteen on the ground, seven in the air. Um, yeah, uh, obviously there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the season in all my leagues when we were drafting. It was that sort of argument of were you taking Justin Jefferson or CMC? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you, if you picked CMC, you definitely uh, you definitely won that argument <laughs> this year anyway. Um, he's been yeah, he's been phenomenal. There's not not too much more needs to be said, and I would imagine he's probably going to be the first pick next year. Yeah, I think he. I think he <laughs> it's to, tough I, not to be. <laughs> I think the playoffs are going to also help inform that. I think depending on how well the the forty nine. Yes, they I do. Can see, I can see the forty niners winning it all. Get, get into get into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. To be honest, um, whether they win it or not, I don't know, but I can see him going that far. But CMC is just. He's just he is he is like a real life NFL cheat code. I think he's just that good. For him to come first and have three hundred and ninety yard points, <laughs> so in ridiculous. And to see Brees Hall, who had to be fair to Brees Hall, <laughs> a phenomenal season coming back after you know that such a horrendous season ending injury last year. You don't expect him to be anywhere near as good, and he's on a shit offense. For him to come back with two hundred ninety five fantasy points is fantastic. But McCaffrey's just. You know, if your second place is a hundred points behind you, that's, <laughs> you know that's that's across a season. That's that's making a difference of about seven points a week. So so you're looking at kind of a differential player who is giving you seven or eight points a week. And if you think of the amount of games you play where you mm. lose by seven or fewer points, yes, there's quite a lot of games in a season that you will lose by that that little. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. puts you in that safety net. And puts you past that because he is just as good as he is. There, the, yeah, there, there's not really anyone like him, um, and this season's shown it. It's not just the fact that he's done as well as he's done; it's how well he's done in comparison to who came second, um, which for me just kind of cements him as he's got to be the one hundred and one next year. Yeah. I think um, he's just yeah. that good. 
I can't see yeah, I can't see anything changing my mind in whether it's the off season or the playoffs. Uh, bar an injury, that 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 changes that. Um, we I guess we'll we'll discuss Brees Hall because it's yeah, like you said, he's been he's been phenomenal. Uh, Crate obviously he actually he actually had more receptions than McCaffrey, which obviously is a testament to how good Brees Hall has been this year. Like we said, on such a bad offense, he finishes with seventy six catches. Um, 994 rushing yards just shy of a thousand and then 600 nearly receiving yards so he's over 1500 yards from scrimmage nine touchdowns 76 catches and let's face it that's on one of the worst offenses in the league so i'm really excited to see Brees next year yeah i think if they if aaron Rodgers manages to play as well um you know yeah you kind of you're looking at prime aaron jones style uh, affections from that mm-hmm. man if, if you're lucky I think Brees Hall is, is definitely going to be the one to go for and I think looking at sort of rookie drafts 2023 draft Bijan Robinson was 101 Brees Hall was 101 the year before I was in the fortunate position of having the 101 in both years in this dynasty league <laughs> I I, I I don't love Bijan as much as I love Brees, and it's like no, it's yeah. not really a contest for me. I think obviously Bijan did well. I think he's still a top ten. I think he was still in the top ten for uh, running backs this year. Um, let me just check. Yes, Bijan was, was nine, nine, yeah. But Brees has just got something a bit more about him. I think the fact that he's playing to that caliber in in that offense, I think, is what's impressive. And you know, you, yeah. you hope that the scenario is only going to get better for him. Yeah, and like you said, I think if 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 Aaron Rodgers does play next year, he he probably is. I would say, is he the RB two off the board? I would say, I would say so. I think I think he's I think he's got to be. I can't think of any like you, you look at a few performances which we'll discuss that were probably more likely to be one offs. Whereas I think Brees Hall can only improve, especially if the offense gets better. So yeah, he probably is the RB two off the board next year, which is a fantastic position. To be in, given obviously the the horrible injury he suffered. So yeah, great job by Brees. Absolutely. And then I guess Travis Etienne's worth a, worth a mention. Someone who I think he he kind of came out of the gates. Um, yeah, really red well, hot. A really strong performance in the first week. Cooled off second. Really good third. Cooled off fourth. Amazing yeah, fifth. Ripped off. Sort of mid season. Yeah, four he just games, had like a just great crazy. streak. Really cooled off after the bye. And never quite recovered until the very final week. Yeah. Uh, at which point you were probably out of the playoffs anyway. But if you yeah. had in week seventeen, <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you were in a good happy. spot. So while he's third overall, I just feel like his his reliability is not there. I guess for Etienne. So although I would love to have him on my team, I can see him losing me a few games just by not being consistent. Yeah, and I think it just to go back to the yards per carry, like to average under four yards a carry usually for a running back is very concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, three point eight yards a carry. Um, he doesn't really, he he's hit a few home runs, but he doesn't really pass the eye test for me when I'm watching him. Uh, we talked about Brees. Obviously, every time Brees touches the ball, it looks like he just explodes. Travis Etienne's a little bit, a little bit slower, I think. So I think. I don't necessarily think he's, like in Brees' case, I don't think he's the RB3 off the board next year, for example. There's a few players behind him, which I think will elevate next year, unfortunately. Yeah, I would say so. Any any other kind of mentions? Yeah, I think, we, I mean, we've discussed Kyron. Um, I think, I, personally, just because I had him in several leagues and he was amazing for me, Rashad White at mm. RB4. Yeah. Again, you, you picked him up set, so late. Again, he's over 1,500 scrimmage yards and nine touchdowns. 64 receptions as well for that Buccaneers offense 
very consistent all year. Um, again, not in the championship week, but yeah, if you if you drafted Richard White, you are you you were sitting pretty, and then just sat behind him. It, it's hard not to discuss Raheem Mostert as well, obviously with the with the twenty one touchdowns. Yeah. Um, um, again, he, he was picked up so, so late. He's over a 1,000 yards, 21 touchdowns. Those two, however, are, are two of the ones I mentioned that are probably, they, they were probably one-hit ones, I was imagining. I can't see a four and five finish for them two next year, unfortunately. No, and I guess Joe Mixon as well, talking about people on yeah, about Yeah, the six as well. 68 points is... Yeah. Crazy finish. Because I, I know I basically gave him away to you last year in Tennessee because yeah, I had this, draft capital. And yeah, he played better than I could ever imagine, to be yeah, honest. <laughs> he did incredibly well this year. And I, I don't know whether that, again, is something that's that's probably going to start to drop off. I, I mean, the reason I got rid of him is because I had an abundance of running backs. But, you know, there was also the level of, I don't know whether he's really, I think he's on his, his downward turn now because he is such a... He's such an overutilized running back. It's not yes. even like he gets any breaks, really. But no, just um, hammer him into the ground, passing, rushing. He's yeah. clearly made a stronger stuff. I know he's he had a few wobbles with injury before, but mm-hmm. yeah, another another great player. So I think when you look at this running back list, I'll just run through the kind of top ten that we've got in our uh, dynasty scoring set. So we've got McCaffrey, obviously amazing. Expected him to be up there. Brees okay. Hall, I would say, is a surprise for most people, especially coming in at number two. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, I think, is a surprise coming in at number three. Joe Mixon is probably a surprise being in the top ten this year. Rashad White is probably a surprise too. Muster is definitely a surprise. Kyron <laughs> William is an definitely a surprise. surprise. Henry, you expected. Bijan Robinson, you expected. And then you've got Jameer Gibbs, who is kind of a semi-surprise. So you look at those top ten and you're like... Some of these guys we were not expecting, especially when you look at Saquon Barkley's nowhere near. Uh, no. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Kylie, yeah. was nowhere near. He was dreadful. Yeah. You know, Swift, nowhere to be seen. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, you've got big guys like that. Austin Eckler, I guess, is the biggest shock. Josh Jacobs, huge shock, nowhere near. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I think I know he was a bit iffy at the start of the season, but absolute shock that he's nowhere near. Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones near. way and down. And then Chubb, obviously, with his injury, it's not his fault, but he's nowhere near. So you've got a good chunk of those running backs. You know, I would say a good sort of seven of the ten are quite surprising how highly they've done this year, which, you know, that's... I think running back has been a huge differential for people this year because they've been able to pick quite low-ranking running backs who have just mm-hmm. exceeded all Exploded. expectations. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Um, and like we said, there's a few of the names you mentioned there. Just, yeah, there's there's no way, um, just early projections, there's no way they will be in the top 10 next year. Uh, you, like The likes of Derek Henry, I think, obviously, is I don't th- even think he'll be with the Titans, but players like that, Joe Mixon, Mostert, White, even ETN, I think we'll see a very different list next year. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, Shall we head over to uh, QBs to round QB. us off? Then? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, we'll, we we have to discuss, of course, Josh Allen, who was out and out the number one on the year, um, led the league in total touchdowns, um, also had uh, a few turnovers, but you you don't really care to be honest as a fantasy player, no. um, just as a just as a Bills fan, um, but yeah, absolutely phenomenal from a fantasy perspective, uh, over four thousand yards passing, twenty nine passing touchdowns to go along with all the rushing touchdowns as well, fifteen rushing touchdowns this year which is just it's just insane that's more than most of well i think actually that's more than all of the running backs actually just looking at it which is absolutely crazy 
um, except Mostert. Uh, so yeah, Josh Allen, absolutely phenomenal. He's just that. He's just that player. Um, and I think based on other performances, he's he's probably the QB one off the board next year, especially with Mahomes dropping so much. Yeah, I think so. And obviously, we all know how much I love Jalen Hurts. Um, mm. But Hurts's kind of more recent performances have not been not been what yes. we've come to expect from him. So the fact that he is on that kind of downward turn, whereas Allen. Allen has just been phenomenal, really, over the past few weeks. Um, you know, there is a difference there in, in in the way you would would probably be wanting to draft. But I would definitely say Josh Allen's probably my number one QB pick next year. Hurts is probably my number two. Mm-hmm, I agree. I'd maybe con- maybe consider Lamar Jackson at three, Prescott at four, and then I'd maybe be looking at Mahomes at five. And that might be me just being reactionary right now, but that's the way I'm feeling. Um, you know, Mahomes has got to have a bounce back. He's got to have a bounce back. But they need some more receivers <laughs> in that team. Yes, yeah. The, the off the off season for a lot of these quarterbacks is going to be key. Obviously, yeah, we know Mahomes needs weapons. Um, Jalen, yeah, Jalen. I don't really know in general what's going on with the Seahawks. Uh, not the Seahawks, the Eagles, sorry. Um, for the last sort of, since what started 10-1, and one, uh, they're one of only two teams in NFL history to not get to uh, to 12 wins. Um, so it's just, it's been a real interesting time for the Eagles these last few weeks. We'll see what they do in the off season. But again, Hurts like Allen is his rushing ability just makes him he makes him almost a safe pick even if you go for him at two. So I think he got fourteen rushing touch, fifteen rushing touchdowns as well. So yeah, it'll be an interesting off season. Absolutely. Um cool. Any I'll... anything else to, to, to rate? Um, I think, I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a few quarterbacks lower down the list to show out. Obviously, we've discussed Baker to finish as the QB 10. Absolutely crazy. I don't think anyone predicted that. Um, CJ Stroud, of course, yeah, yeah. wildly exceeding all rookie expectations. And then a player that just finished outside the top 12 that obviously really disappointed, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think, obviously, it's worth mentioning. He's just, he's not been good at all this year. I know he's had the wobble and he had a game where he was injured, a game where he played hurt as well, but he, he did play pretty much all but one game and he's just not been he's not been good. The turnovers have been super high um, and the Jags in general just do not look very good. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert as well, obviously. Yeah, the, Herbert. The, the charges were, you know, you take you take Herbert as a top five a lot of the time. And he, he did play well when he was when he was healthy. When he was in there. But, I mean, the Chargers have just not been a fantastic offence. Obviously, Austin Eckler nowhere to be seen as well. So, um, losing Williams wasn't great. It, yeah, there's, there's been some surprises. CJ Stroud was phenomenal. Yes, yeah, so unbelievable. I think, you know, the fact that that's his first season and he comes into Houston, a team that we'd all written off, let's yeah. face it, and he just comes in and yeah. he, he just does the best he can was, you know, phenomenal there too. So, yeah, we've uh, we've had some interesting QB performances. Again, this this list is so surprising to me. Just looking at it, it's not. It you know, I wouldn't have expected to see Love anywhere near. Wouldn't have expected yeah. to see Stroud, uh, Brock Purdy. I don't think I expected yeah. to see Jared no, Goff. Jared Goff, great stuff. Mahomes as low as he is is a surprise. It's just yeah, absolutely against what you would expect. And in in weirdly, despite the, I, I did see a stat on this, but I can't remember. I'll try and find it for next time. But there there isn't. There isn't any quarterbacks over 40 passing touchdowns, which is weird, but there isn't even any quarterbacks close to 5,000 yards, which just with the, the talent at receiver and the fact that it's such a pass-heavy game, I find surprising, but that could just be me. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at Mahomes last year, 41 passing touchdowns, 5,250 yards. I mean, you look at him this year and he's on 4,100 yards. Yeah. 27. It's, it's crazy, massive isn't it? Massive. Um, yeah, who was who was the best passer? I imagine it was, uh, oh, it was Tua with uh, 4,624, um, which is kind of crazy, but obviously no no touchdowns on the ground to help bolster his numbers there. But yeah, strange, very strange. Um but yeah, that, I guess that's twenty twenty three for you. It was, it was an. I know we always kind of say, "Oh, it was an odd year," but this, this certainly. It, this like definitely it was. was. This is um, just was not. Yeah, we're not just saying it this year. It, <laughs> it was. It was unusual. Cool. So I guess we'll just quickly run through, uh, run through the final. So the final uh, of our league came down to Lewis, and uh, and Tom. Obviously, Tom has won our league before, uh, and and it was a it was a fairly close one, um, and in the end. Uh, predicted points did not accurately uh, forecast what would happen. It so did not. Tom was on 158 predicted points. He got 157, which is very close. But Lewis was on 141, but he got 186. Oh. Uh, so who who did Lewis have that was a massive differential? I mean, Mike? it was a few of the pl- a few of the players we talked about going off in terms of Championship Week. You had Devontae Adams, 38 points, wildly overachieving. DJ Moore, who we also talked about, was great for Lewis. Um, he managed to overcome actually quite bad performances from Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Justin Fields obviously went off um, again. Evan Ingram, uh, quite a steady performance. And then another player we talked about, Jordan Love, in his um, super flex spot with 28 points. Uh, whereas looking at Tom's side, outside of Isaiah Pacheco, Tom unfortunately didn't really have any great performances. Brandon Ayuk was okay. Josh Allen was nothing special. And then Jameer Gibbs... Tyree Kill, Michael Pittman, those sort of big hitters for Tom didn't didn't do much, unfortunately. So yes, congratulations to Lewis. Yeah, so that is the fourth uh, consecutive year with a different winner. So we've never had anyone win the Dynasty Trophy twice. Yeah. So next year's my year, I'm telling well, you. Yeah, <laughs> nearly, nearly half the league has now won a won a title at least once, oh. um, which is kind of crazy. And then looking at the old, uh, I guess looking at the old draft draft positions. Uh, let me. Let me get that up. We have, so we have uh, 101 is is Kieran, uh, but you have that pick. Me, yeah. I had that pick and I traded it to you. <laughs> uh, I think next up then we've got, is. Uh, is it Alex? Alex, yeah. which is also me. Also you. And then there's you. And then there's me, which is me. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Rohan, who's got the 104. I think he, did he trade? He traded that, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's now with um, Kieran. So Kieran is choosing what. To be fair, that's a good spot for Kieran to choose. I think to help uh, help bolster bolster his team. Uh, then we've got at number six is. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to look at the actual. Trying to look at the actual stuff. Uh, who is number six? Who lost James? that? It was James, of course. Yeah, James. James. Is, James is picking at one of five with Elliot picking at one of six. Uh, then it's myself at 107. I lost to Sam, who's picking at 108 in the third place battle. Obviously, Tom with the 10, uh, 109, and then Lewis, and Lewis with the, the 110. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think that the playoffs were were an interesting time. Some close matchups, uh, but but yeah, well done to Lewis. And uh, I know you're definitely looking forward to the to the draft. Um, oh yeah, do you think you're going to hold your, your picks, or do you think you're going to try and? I mean, you're I'm gonna not, get the one and two, so I'd maybe try and flip that three. Yeah, that was my yeah. My plan, my plan would be I want um, 
I want my QB one, which I won't reveal just yet, of course. Got to play those cards close to my chest. <laughs> I'll save it till we uh, discuss uh, the rookies. Um, and then I want I want uh, my wide receiver one, which obviously I can say is definitely Marvin Harrison, of course. And then, yeah, if I, if I can trade one of the picks back for some value, I think that'll be my ideal scenario. Obviously, last year I drafted Bryce Young. Absolute car crash. Um, but hopefully he comes good. <laughs> If I can get another QB, hopefully they're my, my, my QB one and two for, for a long time is my is my thinking. So, yeah, very much looking forward to the draft. Yeah, it should be a good one. And thank you as ever for, for listening in with us this season. We're probably going to return just after the Super Bowl, as we usually do, to have a bit of, of, course. A, bit of a chat about how the uh, how the postseason's gone. And uh, and then after that, it'll be the forecast season. So all that to look forward to. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all had a good season and uh, let's all look forward to 2024 since we're already in it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.